Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boos. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Buster podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the ghost at the Hollywood sign. Spooky freaking dookie. This is the one where I saw a TikTok on it and I switched something else that we had planned out with this because I wanted to talk about it because it looked scary. The TikTok did. But after I researched it, it was actually really more sad than it was scary to me. To be fair, Brooks and Bobby and I both this TikTok and I was sitting in a bubble bath and like I had the lights dimmed in there. It was all so sad in the beginning. And then all of a sudden a freaking like demonic looking bitch pops up in the middle of nowhere. I literally almost dropped my phone in the bubble bath. I was so scared. That shit literally gave me nightmares that night. Yeah, I literally screamed from the bathroom. I was like, you motherfucker. (laughs) And she just was laughing. And I'm like, you asshole. Sorry for the nightmare feel. (laughs) Ooh, it was, there was a lot of fuel. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was lovely. Does anybody have any fun updates before we get into this week's episode? Did anybody do anything fun over the weekend, the past couple of days? I quit my job. Hey, Welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm unemployed. Me too. Bobby, I'm so <laughs> proud of you though. When a job puts you in the hospital because of stress, I think it's time to leave. Yeah, I think it's time to get the fuck out. The shit that Bye, you, everybody. The shit that you got from them was not worth what you were giving them. For if real. That makes sense. Literally all my energy. Yeah, like the benefits that you that they were giving you was not worth your health. Mm-mm. I went to the psychic convention this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot how that was. It was... Well, because they had to have a limited capacity this year because of COVID and everything. So it was really small on the inside and you could, there wasn't a lot of vendors there this year. So it was kind of like not boring, but it was like just not a lot to do. Did you, did you see Mark? Yeah, I saw Mark and we said hey. hi and hey, got read by him. And then we saw Rebecca and watched her do a messages from heaven and Julia was there, but we didn't see or talk to her. Julia. Um, I was kind of jealous. You guys got to go. I'm not going to lie. Well, you could have gone. I got you a ticket, but you decided to go hang out with Jack instead. Yeah. But it it was like, I knew it wasn't going to be as fun because it wasn't at Mohegan's on and like things were going to be limited. It was just in a conference hall in some hotel. I feel like that's how it was the first year I went with you guys. But no, it sounds fun. It's always a good time. It's just kind of sad. Like last year and this year, it's kind (laughs) of. Right. Were there vendors, Brooke, that were selling like crystals and stuff? Yeah, or no? there was there was vendors and they had crystals and some of them had like boxes of tarot cards and stuff. Mm. But I felt like you couldn't really also like you couldn't really look at anything because it was such a small space that people were just kind of like crowding around the tables and it was kind mm. of uncomfortable in a sense. Wait, was our henna girl there? No. No. They were already asked. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know why she doesn't do it again at like Mohegan right. or Foxwoods. Like that was such a perfect location because you could walk around while you were waiting for your reading, gamble, eat all the good food, shop. But um, I was thinking that like they couldn't do the henna because they're not supposed to be touching people right now, but they were doing Reiki stuff there too. And they touch yeah. people. So I'm, I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't know. But 
it's just a little more boring when you go and it's not in a place that you can do something while yeah. you're waiting your turn. Like if you're just in a hotel convention center, what are you going to do? Just go you're sit just in the lobby? Like, waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like dad and I walked around that entire room like 20 times because we were like, while we were waiting for mom's reading to be done and while we were waiting for our turns to come because there was nothing else to do. Like we couldn't walk yeah. out and there wasn't anything to do. <laughs> right. That's so fun. But how was your weekend, Demi? My weekend was good. I was at um, Cape Cod with my boyfriend and his family. Nice. We went to the beach every Nice day. tan. <laughs> I'm a little bronzed. Just a little. Goddess. My face isn't because I protected it, except my cheekbones did burn. My cheekbones always kind of burn a little bit. But yeah, I just got a little bit of color. I didn't have to put sunblock on like at all all weekend. And I was like perfectly fine. No and like I... he was like coating himself and I was like <laughs> and he still got a little bit burnt and I'm like boo-boo what is going on here <laughs> pale skin problems <laughs> literally relatable <laughs> what'd you do Bobby <laughs> which time oh i went to a funeral i'm sorry it's all good that's Um, spooky though it's boo buster related yeah yeah well that makes funerals kind of make me nauseous i'm not gonna lie yeah (laughs) like i totally i don't know it's a touchy subject but like when you go up to the go up and you're just like did you touch it no touch them no (laughs) some people do no some people kiss them that's creepy i'm sorry i stay a little bit back i can't it creeps me out yeah i I thought this one with with my dad but like you look and it's just like it's not them yeah yeah yeah, i'm just like okay it's fucking gross yeah it is um i went to sensitive (laughs) (laughs) sorry for being insensitive (laughs) we'll jump into a um brighter topic i went to a really pretty sunflower field sunday night those pictures were so pretty you did such a good job with those things it's such a pretty location and the amount of pumpkins they had growing in the field i was so happy i want to go pumpkin you should ask to take pumpkin patch pictures before they let people come yes i was really wondering about that yeah. If you do that, Emily and I were going up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, bitch. That was so much fun. Because I was thinking about doing that for a, the fall mini session, but it's so hard. Yeah. Never know. Because I, I want the foliage to be nice, but like last year, the foliage was like here for like a week. Yeah. And then it you got to like, plan oh, it God. just right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. And then you don't want it to coincide with like my Christmas minis that I did in the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Too, right. But. I don't know. But yeah, it was beautiful. Highly recommend it. Wait, did you say where it was? Oh, uh, Harrington's Pumpkin Patch in Buzzkirk. Buzzkirk. Beautiful. Google it, people. Yeah. Harrington's Upstate New York. (laughs) Do you know the people who own it or did you just call and like be like, yo, can I please take pictures? Um, they have it up on their uh, Facebook page. They're like, oh, photographers can come in from five to eight and do sessions for five dollars. Oh, that's like, not the bad. photographer pays five dollars and they can yeah. stay the whole like three hours and every Isn't year. Isn't it like five dollars to get in anyways? So you're just essentially paying the five dollars to get in. Right? Yeah, and I'm just like, 
families come, they pay five dollars each. Yeah. But um, and then you can stay there as long as you want, and that ca- that counts as three sunflowers you get to pick mm-hmm. per person too for however yeah. much you pay. That's so, not and bad. Sunflowers are beautiful. Beautiful. Not bad. Not Speaking bad. of boo, so we get into today's topic. Yeah. Look at that I transition. I didn't know where you were going with that. I, I didn't was either. Like, I was like, who's boo? <laughs> <laughs> Before we get going into the background, we just wanted to give a little trigger warning that we're going to be mentioning suicide a little bit throughout this video. So if you're sensitive to that topic, this probably is not the best episode for you to start with listening to us. In order to talk about the ghost at the Hollywood sign, we need to first talk about who the alleged ghost was. Legend has it that this is the ghost of Peg Entwistle. Peg was born Millicent Lillian Entwistle on February 5th, 1908 in Port Talbot, Wales. Unfortunately, her mother died when she was a young child, so her and her father then emigrated to America in the early 1900s. And her father ended up getting remarried and had two sons with his new wife, but he also died in 1922, and then Peg and her younger half-brothers moved in with their uncle, so I don't know where... The younger brother mom was, but they all moved <laughs> in with their uncle. <laughs> Damn. Peg had big dreams of being an actress, and she was in several New York City Broadway plays, but she ultimately wanted more. She wanted to be a Hollywood starlet. Yes, go for that dream, Queen. Yes, Queen. In May of 1932, Peg had made her way to LA and had a role in a Romney Brent production called The Mad Hopes. After that play was released, Peg had the opportunity to be in her first and only film role, which was a movie called 13 Women. She played a very small part, and her appearance in the movie was ultimately cut down to only being on screen for 15 seconds. Oh, Yeah. That's sad. sad. So she, like, couldn't clearly catch the break that she needed to push herself into stardom. Sadly, I think that's how it is. Yeah. Like you can be the prettiest girl there, but you're if you don't have what it takes to well, not saying that she didn't have what it takes, but if you don't have like that special something that the director's looking for, you're not gonna go very far. This mm-hmm. is all too familiar for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm really kidding. Oh man. So when her studio contract wasn't renewed, she left her uncle's on the night of September 16th, 1932, telling him that she was going to go visit a friend. Instead, she hiked to the Hollywood sign, which at the time spelled out Hollywoodland, climbed to the top of the H and jumped to her death below. Her body was found two days later on September 18th by a hiker. She left a suicide note, which read, I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. She was only 24 years old at the time of her tragic death. Okay. Two things. I didn't know the Hollywood sign used to say Hollywood land. Yeah, I didn't mean either. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Where'd the land go? Did they take um, it away? Is it gone? They took it away. <laughs> it's just a mouthful, so they took the land away. <laughs> and that's really fucking sad. Isn't it? It is really sad. <laughs> How tall do you think those letters are? They're big. Oh, they're really they're fucking tall. Yeah. I wonder if I can, like, look that up real quick. I think they're, like, probably, like, multiple stories. Yeah, it's huge. That is very sad. She was my age, and she killed Yeah, she was really young. Hollywood, they're all 45 feet high. Yeah, they're big. 45 feet high? 
Sheesh. I was gonna go. And that doesn't seem like a, that high. When I, me literally standing here five feet, five. it sounds like a hill too, though. So this exactly. um, this is really morbid. But do you oh think like on the way down she was like shit? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would be probably because I. I'm I not trying to be that. like funny. I swear, but like I think I read too that when she did this, she had been drinking, so she was probably like really inebriated and wasn't clearly was not in her right mind because she was very depressed. And if she was drunk, then that didn't help either. Oh. One, good for her for being able to climb that sign drunk. Yeah, I think there's a ladder. Yeah, there's a oh, ladder. Oh, okay, each. all right. Yeah, there's a ladder on each one. Not that it makes it any better, but like, no. it doesn't make it, it helps easier, a little bit. I mean, yeah, it, it helps a little. But no, I would think that she would think like mid-jump, she might have second-guessed it. But at the same yeah. time, it, one, you're already there. You're not going to happen. Yeah, into there's the no take-backing. No yeah, take-backing. The, the fall is literally, you'll probably on the ground it's probably over before you know it i feel like that's a newfound fear or probably always been a fear for me but like anybody honestly but like especially thinking about skydiving now Mm -hmm. your parachute's not working you gotta know all the way down you're fucked Mm -hmm. you want to go skydiving no no i would never never. he was just using that as an example yeah no dude yeah Jack wants to go skydiving. I was like, Jack fun. can go skydiving by himself. He's like, it's a bucket list thing. And I was like, have fun. And he's like, you know, you won't die. Like, it's, you got a parachute. I was like, but what if? No. Yeah. You do. Then what? That can be a solo date for him. <laughs> Literally. He's like, I'll take pictures from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Rumors of a haunting started in the 1940s when the age that she jumped from mysteriously toppled over spooky that's a little sus also for some reason i don't know why but when i'm sitting here thinking about the hollywood sign i'm thinking it's just massive poster board like what is it made out of i don't know what it's made out of but it's like pretty sturdy it has to be obviously it's probably some type of like plastic or metal i'm thinking it's plastic let's google it hollywood i got you uh says panels that were painted white okay mm, interesting so it's not something that the wind could knock over no mm-hmm. not easily no it cost 21 grand to make that's not Dang. that much that's not that much at all for hollywood for the size and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. okay um years later in 1990 a young couple was hiking in the area when they reportedly saw a disoriented young blonde woman in clothes from the 1930s vanish right in front of their eyes they were supposedly unaware of peg's story at the time i mean i don't know if i believe them i feel like they could be unaware of that because obviously we were but at the same time but if you're hiking or you're from that area or you're hiking to the sign like you at one point probably had to have researched it and you yeah. probably saw something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a little sus, but especially if they're know. from that area. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's probably like one of the town, like, like a little fun facts. Yeah. Granted though, LA probably has a shit ton of little fun facts. I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> In a 2011 episode of Paranormal Witness, a group of friends named Tina, Alan, Brian, and Al decided to take a hike up to the Hollywood sign to try and touch it. They ignored the no trespassing signs and jumped the fence to get to it. They reached it with no issues and had a euphoric rush that you feel when you get away with breaking the rules. As it got later, they decided to head home because Tina was quite young and had a curfew. Brian was in the lead on the way down the hill, but 
lost his footing and took a tumble down the hill, losing sight of his three friends. After a few moments, he was able to make his way back to them and they continued to trek back to their cars. While they were walking, Brian allegedly saw a woman wearing a dress from the 1930s with a veil covering her face. He tried to talk to her, but she didn't respond. She just kept floating towards them. When they saw her face, which they described as being half skeletal, they became terrified and started running. Tina lost her footing, but Alan grabbed her when he saw the woman standing behind her. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The, The woman chased them until they reached the fence and they were able to get to their cars. After doing some research on the area, Alan claims that he believes the ghost was pegged. So this is like what the TikTok centered around was this episode Paranormal Witness, and they've used the pictures that the show used. And they made it look so they like they made her look so scary. And I doubt if I doubt (laughs) I doubt that if you saw her ghost in real life that she would look like that. Like I'm sorry, Tina Allen, whatever, whoever you are, but I don't think she looked like that. Tina Allen, Brian, and Alice sound like dumbasses. (laughs) Like if you because because all the other experiences claiming that they see her just claim that she looks like a young woman from the 30s. So they definitely over-dramatized it for the show. Also, though, really feeling the euphoric rush that you feel when you get away from breaking the rules. Yeah, relatable. (laughs) My thing here is, one, why was she wearing a veil? Right. That doesn't add up. Like, where did that come from? Two, why is she being, like, described as being scary and, like, tormenting people? Like, why would she do that? It just doesn't seem like that's something she would do unless they were like climbing the sign and like fucking around and one of them could have gotten hurt. Okay. My little theory is that she saw them messing around with the sign and didn't want them to face the same fate that she did. So she like tried to scare them away from it. Mm -hmm. But But it seems like this is a malicious, like, yeah, but maybe they saw it as being malicious when she really wasn't trying to be, because you know, that ghosts can't like ghosts don't have feelings. So they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. I guess it just seems like one of those things where I don't know yeah. if this was really, really quote unquote yeah. peg or what, but true, true. In 2013, a woman named Megan Santos was jogging on the Griffith Park trails when an uncontrollable sneezing fit overtook her. Same sis. That's not <laughs> random. Like that happens to me every day. She was overwhelmed with a strange feeling and the heavy scent of gardenias, gardenias, which was allegedly the scent of Peg's favorite perfume. She then witnessed a woman with blonde hair seemingly walking on air, which then prompted her to freak out and run the other way. Okay, mood. How do people know what Peg's favorite smell perfume was? It was yeah. probably noted somewhere. Like, someone probably said something about it. Oh. Also, did we find a picture of her? Yes, there's pictures did of her we... on Google. Okay. She's very I'm pretty. Curious. Her dead body? No, Emily. Oh. Just her. Like, her headshots from Hollywood and stuff. Ooh. Oh, Bobby, show me when you pull it up. But... <laughs> is she not really pretty Bobby? She is I'm not going to say anything mean because I'm trying to get right with Jesus <laughs> but let me see she, look, she looks like a typical 1930s woman she does okay I'm just judging <laughs> why does that kind of look like me yeah I was going to say it looks like Nana that's creepy you should check your ancestry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I don't know it just seems why is she always walking on air too like because she's a ghost so she's floating she's not i've seen ghosts walk i mean what fucking stereotype are why are we fucking stereotyping these ghosts and why is she floating like because she just wants to float so she doesn't want to walk can we make this an instagram poll (laughs) 
<laughs> do ghosts float or do they walk? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, Emily she needs seems so stereotypical know. for them. Many park rangers throughout the years have reportedly seen her as well and have also smelled the scent of gardenias that Megan smelled. Hmm. Interesting. What if there's gardenias or gardenias? Yeah, what, if, it's pronounced? what yeah. if they're planted there? Yeah. Literally. But I mean, okay. The only one of these haunting things that sounds real is like the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal witness, like, psh, suck it. Like, no. <laughs> Tina Allen, Brian, just a lie. <laughs> Brooke and I have watched enough paranormal witness to know that shit is fake. Yeah. Because that shit will literally have the same actors over and over <laughs> because they're too poor to hire new people. <laughs> and I'm like, sitting there like, weren't they in that other episode that we just watched like two minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, like they're literally the real people who are doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. We've literally watched them play other people yeah. in the recreations in like two episodes before. But I will say like, the fuck. The one, I think the one for the Sally house, it was they had the real people that that happened to as the real people quote unquote which sally house is coming up in september i think i love the, the uh, sally house i used to watch live streams on the sally house because i'm psychotic and yes. had nothing else to do on a friday night <laughs> diving into pop culture peg's tragic story has been featured in several instances of pop culture including the 2011 episode of paranormal witness that we talked about above trash. which is trash literal trash on fire garbage Book and the ranch. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <gasps> oh man. A 2015 episode of Ghost Adventures where they visit the sign and other notably haunted Hollywood locations. Okay. And out of nowhere, I started getting afflicted by negative energy. Yes. That you was did that really well. Perfect. We literally watched Ghost Adventures. Yes, was it yesterday or the other day? We yesterday. Were, we were binge watching episodes of Ghost Adventures. He says it in literally every episode. <laughs> Lana Del Rey's 2017 song "Lust for Life," which has a subtle reference to Peg's death, in the music video, Lana and The Weeknd are pictured dancing up on the H. Okay, I have some That's thoughts. Fucked up. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she literally jumped off of that and died, and you're just, like, up there fucking around on it. I don't, I don't know. It just left a bad taste. You lost the point, Lana. Yeah. Also in 2017, the short film Hollywood Girl, the Peg Ant Whistle story is based on the last day of her life. That's depressing. Yeah, it is. In 2020, Ryan Murphy's miniseries Hollywood revolves around a fictional film production titled Peg about her career and suicide. I did not know this, that this existed. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I feel like I did, no, but I didn't. The series, the series is pretty good, but it kind of goes like all his series. Like it starts off really yeah. good in the last episode, the last oh, 15 minutes. Speaking of his series, I watched the new episode of American Horror Stories earlier. <gasps> did you like it? I did like it. We know, we all know I love a good feral person. Yes, it was so <laughs> good. I was really hoping when Bigfoot was going to show up. Oh, honey. Really hoping. I was like, someone knock on a birch tree. <laughs> <laughs> the third one on the left. Yes. <laughs> oh man. But I feel like they're getting good and like yeah. next week's the last episode of the series. The last episode. I, I'm not holding out any hope. It's gonna be shit. Yeah. He always does that. 
thank you, Billy Lord and Cody Fern for taking the last two weeks. Literally. <laughs> Holding carried that it. Up. Literally. <laughs> I saw that one meme where it's like, Billy Lord's back must have been carrying that series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But again, in 2020, the song Gardenias by Protest the Hero has references to Peg's death and uses it as a symbol for the Hollywood struggle. Okay. But yeah, I feel like, sadly, that's what used to happen with a lot of yeah actors back then. Yeah. It still happens today, too, though. Oh, yeah. Still does. It's sad. And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> this is a lot, guys. My Boo Crew moment. It's a lot. <laughs> I was just looking a little bit at it. I was like, holy, holy shit. fuck. It's like four pages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it's not going to keep my attention span. Honey, it's okay. Do we get an intermission? No. For my Boo Crew moment, I decided to keep it in the Hollywood sign area and take a deeper look into the nefarious history of the park that it is located in. And for context, uh, the Hollywood sign is located in Griffith Park. So I found an article on the Washington Post written by Sarah Kaplan in 2016. She wrote... The name sounds so familiar. Yeah, it does. She wrote, there are caves carved in canyons, sheer cliffs, twisting trails, and craggy peaks, all of it barely more than a mile from the freeway, but seemingly a world away. That's what makes the rugged mountainous Griffith Park so appealing to filmmakers. It's been home to the Batcave. It was used as a hiding place for Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and it was used as a Klingon penal colony in the Star Trek series. But the Los Angeles Park has enough strange and sometimes grim history for a movie of its own. It's said to be inhabited by ghosts and haunted by a 150-year-old curse. And it's been the scene of a number of murder mysteries in the past few years, including one that's still unfolding. It began earlier this month when a pair of hikers stumbled upon a human skull lying partially uncovered on a little-used side trail within a stone's throw of the park's famous Hollywood sign. Investigators for the Los Angeles Police Department and coroner's office swarmed to the spot, according to KPCC, searching for evidence of a crime scene, but they found nothing. A little more than a week later, a forensic anthropologist with the coroner's office said that the skull belonged to a woman who was at least 20 at the time of her death, according to the Los Angeles Times. The fragment of bone has been lying in the park for at least one year and as many as 10, but it's still not clear who the woman was or how she died. When reporters trekked up into the canyon the morning after the skull was found, the hikers they encountered seemed spooked, but not entirely surprised by the discovery. It's pretty rugged and a lot of shrubberies and bush, Paula Mendez told KABC. Once you get off the beaten trail, anything could happen there. Griffith Park is one of the country's largest urban parks. 4,210 acres of rocky, rubble-strewn mountains and chaparral-covered slopes. So it's a lot. A zoo, an observatory, museums, and an amphitheater dot the park's border, but its interior is rugged and remote. The park is said to have been cursed since its beginnings. In the mid-19th century, it was a vast, rich ranch belonging to a wealthy bachelor named Don Antonio Feliz, who lived there with his housekeeper and his niece, Petronilla. That is a name. Okay, yeah. Citronella. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck names their kid that? I'm sorry, um, Petronella. I'm sorry. I'm assuming they were Spanish or Mexican. Really? Because I was assuming some, like, whatever pole, like, fucking Russian, like Petra um, from Jane the Virgin. Okay. <laughs> well, because I saw Feliz and ran with it. <laughs> okay, anyways. In 1863, as the Don lay... Oh, they were part of the mafia. 
I'm assuming because that's Don, not as in first name, but Don as in I am so sorry, Petronella. I take Ooh. everything back. Emily's going to be missing some fingers tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. <laughs> 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 well, we all just collectively share. <laughs> Oh man. I respect you. I didn't say anything bad. It was my face bad. when I made that connection. <laughs> Literally. As the Don lay dying of smallpox, an influential local politician named Antonio Coronel came to draw up Felice's will. Um, I'm just gonna refer to him as Antonio because that last name is a doozy. <laughs> So Antonio and his lawyer claimed that Feliz gave his assent to the document, which left the ranch to the politician and nothing for Petronella. But others say that a stick was attached to the ailing man's head, forcing him to nod as the will was read aloud for his approval. So basically they coerced him into it. Oh. Either way, Petronella was infuriated by the outcome. She swore, the substance of the Feliz family shall be your curse, according to the legend, which was reported by the Glendale News Press. She also is mentioned as saying, the wrath of heaven and the vengeance of hell shall fall upon this place. God damn. So she, Petronella, she calm down. Petronella, you do you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of the Felices may be nothing but a myth, but it is true that the ranch that would become Griffith Park changed hands with disconcerting rapidity over the next 30 years, and that its many owners kept meeting nasty fates. Antonio swiftly ceded the property to his lawyer, who was shot and killed while celebrating the sale of the land's water rights, The next owner attempted to turn the ranch into a dairy business, but the cattle got sick and died, and grasshoppers and fires demolished the crops. During the tenure of its last owner, Griffith J. Griffith, what a freaking name. (laughs) His parents did him dirty. (laughs) Anyways, a lightning storm brought down huge stands of trees and sent a wall of water cascading through the canyons, ruining much of the ranch. According to the book, Victorian Los Angeles, ranch hands claimed they saw Feliz's ghost riding the waves down a hillside, cheering his successor's demise. (laughs) I mean, iconic. (laughs) Oh, there's so much to this. (laughs) Robert Griffith would would only visit the property during the day, and in 1896, apparently having decided that the land was more trouble than it was worth, he donated it to Los Angeles as a Christmas present. Once in public hands, the misfortunes at Griffith Park seemed to recede, but the rumors did not. The Feliz's curse was blamed after 29 civilian conservation corps workers died in a 1933 wildfire. The death of a young couple who were crushed by a falling tree while making love on a picnic table in 1976 only added to the tales that the place was haunted. But in 2002, Griffith Park's (laughs) chief ranger, Albert Torres, scoffed at the notion that visitors had anything to fear from the park's undead inhabitants. (laughs) Wait, we're really just not going to talk about that? (laughs) We're really not going to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let them do what they need to do. They did. They did. (laughs) But they died while doing it. But I mean, at least if they finished, then that's all that mattered. I hope. I hope they did. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) But anyways, Torres is noted as saying, frankly, I'm not afraid of any make-believe demons as much as I am of some of the living and breathing human monsters who come here. He told the LA Times, if you knew even a quarter of the stuff that we find within the park's perimeter, you'd never set foot in it again. Animal sacrifices, satanic cults, murders, prostitution. With stuff like that happening on a regular basis, it makes a pair of 30-year-old ghosts look like a good time. I mean, that's a lot happening in this park. Damn. 
Like for real. <laughs> There's more guys. There's more. In 2012, two women walking their dog made a gruesome discovery on one of the park's hiking trails below the Hollywood sign. It was a severed head wrapped in a plastic bag. Yep. Holy shit, Batman. <laughs> yep. A day later, investigators scouring the scene found more body parts, which included a right hand and feet buried in a shallow grave. The left hand was found just a few hours later, according to the LA Times. A fingerprint test would identify the remains as belonging to 66-year-old Harvey Medellin, who was a former Mexicana Airlines employee. But no one who knew him wanted him dead, or would have wanted him dead. Rumors swirled that Medellin was a member of a Mexican drug cartel or a victim of a Canadian cannibal killer who was also accused of dismembering and eating a Chinese graduate student. So we got some feral people up in here too. Oh my God. It would be three years before police convicted the real killer, Medellin's live-in boyfriend, Gabriel Campos Martinez, who prosecutors said typed out an internet search on how to butcher a human carcass for human consumption the day after Medellin was last seen alive, according to KABC. So oh, he was, he, he gave himself away with that one. <laughs> Campos Martinez is now serving a prison sentence of 25 years to life. Another man's body that was found in the park last year turned out to belong to a 24 year old who had been convicted of meeting minors for sex, according to LAS. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office said that it was an apparent suicide. The mysteries of other remains found in the park are still unsolved. In 2010, hikers found a man's skull on the park's skyline trail. Authorities told KABC that the skull had likely been in the park for as many as two years. An exhaustive search turned up no other remains. At the time, Assistant Chief Ed Winter of the coroner's office told the TV station that his office would attempt to match the skull's DNA and dental work to the profiles of people reported missing in the area. He said it could take us years to locate and figure out who this person is. He was right. Six years later, authorities still don't know. But keep in mind that this article was written in 2016, so... They could have found out who he was by now, but I didn't see anything saying that he saying that he was. And also a lot more shit could have transpired in the years that this article was written. There was so that was a lot happening. It was a lot. I was like shitting my pants when I was reading that article. I was like, God. (laughs) That's wild. I don't remember what the original case was at this point. (laughs) You and me both, sis. There was a lot happening. We had some feral people. We had cannibals. We had ghosts. We have it all. Damn. We got the mobsters. <laughs> got the mobsters. Forgot about him. We respect. <laughs> we respect. We are fine with that. Tino Shade. <laughs> yeah. So we want to go back to Peg here and final thoughts. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Take a break from all that craziness. <laughs> Shush. Shush. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> All right. Emily, my love, let's start with you. Do you think the ghost of Peg is real? Do you think she's haunting the Hollywood sign area? No. You don't think she's real or you don't you don't think she's haunting the area? Both. Okay. Okay. Brooke, what do you think? I think obviously there's a lot of shit that's going down in that park. So I'm going to say that she could be real and she could potentially be haunting the area, but I don't think she's as scary as the paranormal witness episode made her out to be. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hey, can I change my answer? <laughs> no take back seats. <laughs> I think, I think he, she's real, but I don't think that she's being portrayed accurately. Yeah. I don't think she's I as malicious as you're making her out to be. 
Because the only one that was really making her out to be malicious was the paranormal witness one. And that's the one that obviously got the most traction. Yeah. And it didn't even sound like her. Right. Yeah. So, Peg, do you, girl. Keep haunting the area. Mm -hmm. We love you. Yes, Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Yeah. Why is it when people are named Margaret, their nickname is Peggy? I don't know, but... That's a question that I have as well. Yeah, because we know someone who's, we call her Peggy, but her name's, her birth name is Margaret. And that's a question that we've asked several times. That's fucking weird. (laughs) Right? Right? Like, where did that come from? Like, no, honey, you're not a Peggy, you're a Marge. You're a Margie. Or Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, so you, you think she's real, Bob? I do, yeah. I agree with both of you. I just think she's being put- portrayed as a something she's definitely not. Yeah. If anything, she's just a. She's like she's kind of like Abigail West, in my opinion. She's just a lost yeah. soul, like, just roaming the land that she died on because she yeah. obviously tried. She had died a tragic death. Mm-hmm. Glad that we all agree. Pew, 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 pew. Pew. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. (laughs) Choo-choo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out, motherfuckers.